0: Kyanos, fresh mouth A new tap, a new plant A new tap, a new plant
1: Kyanos Affect my life, read on me I lose. Affect my life of me as I look to you for it's a prayer, it's not a song.
0: Affect my life read on me
1: as I look to
0: you for help affect my life read on me Lord I look to you for help. I my life, read of me. Those I look to you for help. I beg my life, read of me. as I do to you for help. I my life, read on me. as I do to you for love. My life me cause I beg. I breathe on Jesus' prayer as I look to You for life. I pray till I breathe on You as I look to You for life. I pray till I breathe on You as I look to You for.
1: It's only men that have been with Jesus that can represent him. When the apostles was manifesting the God dimensions in the book of Acts, the scripture said that they took knowledge of them. And they said they have been with Jesus. There is something about a man that encountered Jesus that your life will be a representation, a manifestation of that encounter. Such that you don't need to tell men what you encountered. All they need to see is the way you live. All they need is just to hear you. And they will know that there is something beyond what they see in the natural. This is a man I knew before. What happened? Since when did you become who you are now? It's a prayer. We need to cry. A certain dimension of encounter that our generation will testify about jesus said Tariye. i know you have healed the sick i sent you to two and you healed the sick you did a few things but this one <laughs> he said Tariye. how many of you are willing to attack just two minutes is just to set your heart on course so that when we begin to journey the things that god will bring from zion will not be too heavy for you to carry can you cry for two minutes two minutes touch me in such a way that i will touch my generation Until jesus touches you you will not be able to touch your generation
0: oh Oh, 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 oh. oh. Thy kingdom come.
1: Thy in. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In Castilla, the will of God will be done. We speak to the case of the territory. Hello. Emmanuel. I come by the office of my colleague. Uh, of the Lord littered everywhere already. What is happening is beyond the people that is here. God is seeking an occasion to invade the territory. What I see is mighty angels in the spirit. And when we lifted our voice, they ran with strong speed. Many things will happen here this night. (laughs) Oh my God. Many things will happen. Many things will happen. Hambre Oh, my God, We me us. Let me drink from you.
0: Holy Spirit, leave me waters, let, me, let drink me drink from, from you. you. Holy Spirit, let, let me, me, drown me down in you. Leave in waters, waters, let me drink from you.
1: Oh, me you, let me Let me hear you. Let me hear you. He? Let me hear you.
0: me you. we
1: Softly, you can be seated. River flow, river flow. Let it turn
0: the uh,
1: river flow. you Jesus, oh, my God. Let God receive. River flow, river flow. Let it Let turn the river flow.
0: In Jesus, it's
1: enough. You can be sitting. Um, if we continue this way, we will not achieve much. So, join me in in twenty minutes. In twenty minutes' time so you can stop now. Hallelujah. You are welcome to this evening's session. You can sit. A season came and Jesus began to do a certain kind of ministry. How many of you, you are a student and you believe that um, sometimes your exams in school is not a real proof of what you know? It is because you are a student the question is if we didn't give you exams how do we check what you know so um if we don't have standards with which we will measure a man's upgrade and progress then there is a challenge that means everybody will begin to make judgment arbitrarily. they will suppose that they are correct they will suppose that they are equipped they will suppose that they are making progress so exams are standards. And you know, exams is made up of questions. Is it not true? If you are with me, say amen. Amen. I'm not hearing you. If you are with me, say amen. Amen. The amen can be louder. If you are with me, say amen. amen. So, exams are made up of questions. Am I right? So, when a man begins to ask you questions, that means he's trying to take something. The questions sometimes is not about the fact that the person doesn't know the answer. Most times, your lecturer or whoever is asking questions, maybe some of you will leave here and you begin to go for job interviews. The man that is asking you questions, most of the answers, he knows it. um, He's trying to measure something. Is it not true? If it is true that what your certificate says is what it is, then we suppose that you are you are equipped to answer these kind of questions. Meanwhile, you can come and tell us you can, but there is no way we will know until you are able to supply answers. Are you not getting the point? So, I, I can't believe you. Let the questions that are set be the proof. So, um, Jesus, most times, he says questions for people. That is the way he operates. So, the scripture began to tell us, Um, In the book of Matthew, I think Matthew chapter 16, maybe project it. He began to teach us. He said that Jesus came to a place and he began to ask the many people that are gathered there. There were many people gathered. There were many. He now asked them, who do men say that I am? He asked many people. Are you with me? Then they were not able to answer. The sample size now reduced. And he asked his disciples... Who do men say that I am? Follow me now. And when he asked the second question, his disciples, some of them said that you are Jeremiah. Some said you are Elijah. Some said you are many things. I don't have time to dig into that because your capacity to enter into things in God is dependent on your revelation of Christ. Are you with me? So many of us, our journey in God is, is faulty because the emphasis, the things we picked as the pillars with which we build ourselves as we are making progress they are wrong and when things begin to test it we'll find out that the origin is not in christ and anything that cannot be traced to christ cannot stand the test of time in the immediate it will seem as if it will suffice for example there are people that got born again and began to make their journey they are in church because of miracle are you with me it's not a bad thing it's a good thing but when you trace the reason why the man is there you will find out that there is no christ at the end so a season will come, it will seem as if there is dryness in your life, and you pray one or two prayers, and the answer is not coming. So certain people will say, God, if you don't give me a job as I finish, the way I serve you, eh? So that kind of man is hinging <laughs> God's response to him, the fact that God must give him job. When you trace that thing long enough, as I said, your governor can answer the prayer. Are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, back to what we are saying. So, Jesus began to ask questions to determine that question. He knows the answer, but he needed to determine how much progress these people that have been following him has made. He can easily assume that they know. As a matter of fact, when he asked the question, there were many people following him, and the first set were not able to answer them. There are the disciples, most of them are up to 500. Then, he asked the question, and they said he is Jeremiah. Some said he is Isaiah. Some said he is Elijah. Now, Jesus is not so bothered. How many of you have cared to go through the scripture, especially the gospels? You will notice that when anything goes wrong, for example, when Jesus was, um, he came and his disciples were trying to deliver the epileptic young man, and Jesus turned and rebuked the spirit, and then he spoke to his disciples and said, Ye faithless and perverse generation. The question you ask yourself why is it that Jesus never rebuked? Any other set of people except his disciples. The reason he's hinged in the word perverse. I don't have time. A perverse man is a man. Have you seen, you are, let's assume you are a mother. And you took your son through primary school. You gave him everything he needs to become whom he's supposed to be. In fact, some of us lived in the hostel in, on campus. But there are some people that had, that had self-contained. And then there is freezer, all kinds of things. Atoms of us, you know the things, you know the things, but don't, don't mind the way I look. We came the hard way. Ah! How many of you know? You know what is direct that in has saved life for eternity? Are you with me? So, that's how that's that's our own when they are giving you beverages. That's our own beverage. <laughs> are you with me now? Follow me, but there, imagine when you. Step ahead. These things are good. You now get those beverages, all the big ones, for your child. Pays his school fees. Gives him allowance. There is a guy we checked his account balance when we were in campus. And it was reading 1. something million. My fellow student, meanwhile, I don't have transport money to travel back home. When anything is coming like this, my heart will be skipping. Because there is nothing to end Now, you as a mother has provided all these things for your son. And the person, that is what we call in campus those days, there are categories of certificate and results. There is what we call university attended. How many of you have heard of it? University attended. That is just to say you attended university. And the person appeared, he can't do anything. There is no difference. As a matter of fact, he became worse. What do you call that type of person? If you are Jesus, he will call you. Perverse. Are you not getting the point? Perverse is a set of people that has been brought into a series of education. And then things have been released for them to function from the platform of that education. You educated somebody, gave him what it takes to leave it. Then he appeared. And when a challenge comes that requires that resource and education to solve, the person couldn't do anything about it. So you, you become worried. If he's others, Jesus is not bothered because he never taught them. They never slept with him. They never ate with him. Is it not true? But there is a set of people he is pouring himself to. So he expected a different kind of result. So when the teachings of Jesus, instructions and impartations, the release of life in men is not producing the required and expected result. You are perverse. I don't want to go there because we have many people that are perverse here. You are born again. You speak in tongues, right? For how long now? Three years. Imagine, somebody has spoken in tongues for three years. And your life is like this. No wonder. Do you know how long it took those men to become apostles? They just stayed with Jesus three and a half years. And they became the kind of men they are. In our time, you stay ten years, they will still be calling you baby. They'll be keeping you in children's church and teenage church. The teenage... <laughs> you are not a teenager. It's not about physical age. It's about the things you encountered, interacted with. Huh? And the ancient wisdom you interact with can make you old. John the beloved, the one that followed Jesus, that is part of the apostle, he was a teenager. But he was numbered amongst the apostles, the elders. When a man is wise, he begins to interact with elders. Even when men see you, they will know that there is a spirit with which you function. The one that was in Elihu. When elders were not able to profess solution, Elihu appeared. He said there is a spirit in man. And then the inspiration of the Most High, give it him what? Understanding. So when Jesus um, begins to ask this kind of question, that means um, it's expected that others don't know the answer. But you, you are supposed to know the answer. The reason why you are supposed to know the answer is the education that God has given you and the path and dealings that He has allowed you to pass through. So in certain seasons in your life, there are things He expects to come out of your life. And there are answers you are supposed to give. Not because of your cognitive capacity. It is because of the dealings and the experiences that God has passed you through. Are you with me now? Follow me, follow me. If you are with me, say Amen. Meanwhile, I know you might not be able to... Flow at my frequency, but I'm speaking to your spirit because there are many things we need to do. An elder in the faith came like this when we are doing you service many years ago. He you now spoke to us, spoke to us, spoke to us, spoke to us. I said, Kai, this thing is telling us it will take us three years, five years. I said is a lie. Me that have you know how many times I read my Bible by then. We had a five-month strike before that time. And I spent all of them in school. I was chewing my Bible for money. Sometimes for two days straight, I'm doing Bible study. And somebody came and said, I don't understand what he's saying. I didn't know that there are vistas in the Spirit. When my eyes began to open and I saw that, you see this word, is like chambers. (laughs) In the word, let me use the word, like chambers of secrets. And they have the will of their own. That is why the entrance into the dimension of truth is called revelation. It is called revelation because it will take a being, the one that authored it to open it for you, for you to enter. Are you getting the point? So until that thing is open, you can't enter. You can be making effort. So there are certain scriptures you have read ten times, but the truth there and the life there has not come out. Is this the key you were using before? Go back to that one. So Jesus met his disciples and asked a question. He has asked all that. They didn't answer. He now pointed at his disciples. to said, Who do you people say that I am? And when he asked the question, the scripture said that Peter, by the Spirit, he said, Thou art what? Christ, the Son of the living God. That kind of answer cannot be given, except the Spirit empowers it. Meanwhile, it seems as if the man that sent, Jesus was sent, and they told him that there are, um, there are pointers for you to understand starting seasons in the progression of God's agenda that has been committed to you. Huh? Every man of the Spirit must understand those tokens. You must understand the meaning of the things that is in the spirit. For example, the man that sent John told him, As you are baptizing, when you see the dove resting on a man, he comes and rests. Know that that is the one. So John came baptizing, not because he wants to baptize, but baptism is the instrument, the means, the technology through which we identify the Christ. As soon as he identified the Christ, John stopped baptizing. Have you checked? and check. As soon as he told his disciples I follow this person. This is the one we are talking about. That is to show you that all those things that is happening we are checking, checking. Once we now see something happen we will now know that it's time to change realm, change mood, change actions. Align with what God is doing. So Jesus was asking questions, not because he doesn't know the answer, but he's asking questions to know where we are now in the junction in God's program. So, had it been nobody was able to answer it, Jesus will not supply the answer. I hope you know. Because he's not asking what he doesn't know. He is asking to know if we have reached the point in the progression of agenda where he will move on to the next stage. So, it seems as if the person that sent him told him that whenever a man is able to answer this thing, then know that it is time. So, he asks the question. When Peter answered, he said, (laughs) flesh and blood have not what? revealed this, but my Father, my Father has revealed it to you. So Jesus, after them, began to teach them many things. How the Son of Man is going to die? Because He now knew that there are certain things He can't teach them before them. Are you with me? Follow me, follow me. Meanwhile, many of the things that Jesus taught these men, they thought they understood it, but they didn't. Because it is not as if they don't want to. The scripture said, Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them. What does it mean? I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them. Eh? There are many, there are much. Not necessarily. It's not about being much. I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them. What does it mean? Capacity. Say after me, capacity. The answer is capacity. If you have the capacity, if you like, let it be 100. It's not about how much, it's about capacity. So in this case, revelation is not the issue. Utterance is not the issue. The challenge here is capacity. So Jesus is limited in his ministry to the tone of the capacity of the men who are his audience. So what Jesus does is that any place he appears, he begins to trace the capacity of the audience that is listening to him. It is from there that we know the fountain of revelation to bring out. Because it doesn't matter what you pour out. If men's capacity have not reached the point at which they can interact with those two, it will be too hard for them. What can I discuss with certain people if you tell them to pray for eight hours? They will think, can a human being actually pray for more than two hours? You see, the problem is not what you are saying, the problem is capacity. Because there are places where you speak that kind of thing, everybody there has spoken in tongues for 10 hours in their life. So they understand, they can bear the truth. Are you with me? So when I say bear it, I'm not saying you can't hear it, but your heart can receive it. Your heart is still down. You need to be upgraded. There are many men that will leave this meeting the same. Do you know why? Their heart is down. They don't understand the oppressions that is held up in the realms of God. They think some of the things we are doing is for some certain people. is bigger than them. So they don't want to measure up. Meanwhile, God can't come down. The standard of God is sure. So all he does is by his act of mercy, he will begin to upgrade you to where he is. Because what it takes for you to administrate your destiny is locked up at an energy level. So unless you come up, you will never ask them. Jesus said, I have many things to tell you. But you lack the capacity. Don't play this song. Just, is this the key you had before? This is not the key. This is not the key. Help, me and find, help him and find the key. and softer. Amen. So let's touch one or two things. Okay. Genesis chapter 14 verse 18. Genesis. I, I want us to look into a little into priesthood and purpose. Priesthood and purpose. Priesthood and purpose. Um, how many of you have read the book of Ephesians? And the scripture spoke about the t- eternal purpose of God. Have you read it? Benga, have you read it? What is the eternal purpose of God? So, what are you doing now? Because I've seen men that said they have discovered their purpose and they don't know God's purpose. What have you discovered? You don't know what you discovered. Have you seen such men? God said, I will be a politician, I will start a school, I will do this. Meanwhile, you have not been able to trace what is the eternal purpose of God. You are just wasting time. Because what men call purpose is actually an offshoot of the eternal purpose of God. So that purpose is relevant to the extent to which it lines up with God's ultimate agenda. Are you with me? So what is God's eternal purpose? When we mean eternal purpose, we mean things that was traveling before time began. There are things that we are operating before time began. Are you with me? God had a desire in his heart. And when a man has a desire, the next thing he does is to generate a purpose. And when a purpose comes, then a plan will come. Are you with me? It is the plan that will show how we are going to actualize the purpose. Is it not true? So we need to travel. So Paul began to show us in the book of Ephesians. Help me and find a sound. Help me and find a sound. We need to find help here because we are in trouble if we can't find it. Reduce the volume and find it. You know, when people like us preach, you might think it's teaching and preaching we are doing. <laughs> no, no, well, the, the list of what I'm doing here is preaching and teaching, actually. That's the list. Because I'm speaking, there is, there is activation already. There is impartation already. No, you don't need to say, Amen. It's, I'm telling you, ah. Now, what for you? Have you watched, watched news before? Eh? And they are now casting news. You now, you now say, Amen. The person casting the news is not aware of what you are saying. He is just casting news for you. Uh, so, if you say amen, it is for your own faith. But your amen does not nullify what is happening. As I am speaking, some of you will feel fire burning in your heart. As I am speaking, some of you will feel crown on your head. You will feel it like a band, a crown. Some of you will feel as if there is an impartation on your spine. The spine of your back will be burning. I don't have time to tell you what those things mean. Are you with me? Some of you will feel your feet. It will seem as if it is warm, your feet. Meanwhile, we are just talking. We are discussing. But there are angels everywhere. Are you with me? We have not found. Help me and go and find sound. Help me, help me. Get up and help me. We are limited. This is not the sound. The voice I am looking for is not this. Find it, find it. Find it. Find it. You know, some of us are like Elisha. Don't blame me. Are you with me? Eh? Some of us are like Elisha. Elisha said, go and find the mystery for me. Are you with me? So, when the mystery now played, what happened? Uh -uh, You have not read the place? When the mystery played, what now happened? The spirit of God came on him. It is a combination. There is division of labor.
0: Are you not getting
1: the point? It's not as if we can't talk without it, but it will make our job easier. Actually, I didn't start my training with this. So follow me now. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. So this is Jesus' attempt to bring men up to speed. So when he asked them, who do men say that I am? And somebody answered. He began to teach them things. In fact, when he spoke the next words. It was obvious that those men were not equipped to carry what he was saying. So he said the son of man will die. After three days he will resurrect. The scripture said Peter took him... How many of you have read it? Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. That is to show you that they 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 lack the capacity to um, interact with that level of truth. Do you even know what Jesus was trying to say? According to the Jew, the Messiah is the one that is supposed to restore the self-government of the kingdom of Israel. So, these men that were his disciples, when they heard that he was the Messiah, all that was on their mind is that they will, this one, will not, how many of you have seen the Sons of Zebedee? This one said, in your resurrection, I will sit at your left hand, and not even resurrection, when you are sent, I will sit at the left and at the right. So, they are interested in the positions that they will attain by association. Meanwhile, they didn't know That the man that came to do the work he was doing, that the only way for him to release that kind of power was for him to die. So when Jesus now appeared and said, I'm going to die, Peter said, "Oga, stop this joke. All our hope is on you. We are hoping that when you become the next governor, our prayer is answered. Are you getting the point? This thing I'm saying is a deep mystery. Because sometimes God will say, tell some people, I've lifted you up. And because of the religious teaching we, have re, we received, what they interpret as lifting up means that you will give them car, give them husband, give them wife. And then when God said, I've lifted you up, he will send you to a mission field where there is no light, there is no electricity. And when you appear there, you say, Oh God, is this what you mean? I rebuke you from dying. That's what Peter said. Because they don't understand that according to Jesus, He said, except the corn of wheat falls down to the ground and dies. What happens? It abides a So in the kingdom, fruitfulness is traced to death. Death to self. Death to your ambition. Death to agenda. There are many things you will want to do. That death will have to come on it. So that God can prosper in your life. So God cannot prosper in the lives of men that death have not walked into. The cross will walk into your heart. Then from then, God will begin to profit from your life. Are you getting the? Mm, so when Jesus begins to speak, you have to receive capacity to interact with it, because many of them you will not want to. When I finished your service, I was, I was in said prayer sector, NCCF, State many years ago. So those days, God, my God, God anointed us. Those days, I, I, I will finish prayer meeting. I will just sit on. There is an uncompleted building across. Our family house. I will just stretch my hand like this. Anybody that comes in the perimeter of my hand will fall under power. Uh, I was an enigma. I thought I've arrived. So God began to tell me of the mighty things that we do through me. And just like an average young man, as soon as God begins to say that, you begin to think of where to preach and where to do things. You will know that what God is saying, I'm taking you to where to die. Be- are you? With- you are not with me, on- What do you call ministry? What do you call the purpose of God? The life that you have in the... I like that song. The life that you have in the natural lacks the capacity to to achieve God's agenda. The job you have in the natural, even though it's a good job, it lacks the capacity to achieve God's agenda. So the cross have to enter into it and kill anything that is not Christ in it so that only Jesus alone will be seen. It is only then that the kingdom will prosper in your life. So many times we hear the things that God said they want to do through us. And we have not cared to pass it through the cross. And then get to the point where fruitfulness will come. The fruitfulness that came from death. So when we heard it, we rejoiced. We didn't know that that thing that God said is not, doesn't mean jump out. So some people, God said, I've called you as a prophet unto nations. I will take you places. They didn't know that that is a call to priesthood. I'm going to show you priesthood and purpose. Is it not what I said? I want to show you priesthood and purpose. So, when God calls men and tells them, I'm going to raise you as a voice to rescue women from this and that, a person that has not understood purpose will try to achieve that agenda in the flesh. You begin to set up, he can even set up many foundations and agencies trying to achieve an agenda that was spoken by a spirit. No, you have to learn priesthood first. Are you with me? Because if it is true that you will achieve that very purpose that is in the heart of God, you must learn the way of God. There is a way that God achieves his agenda. Are you with me? And that way is called the way of priesthood. So when God says he called you, one of the things, the proof that he called you is that he will put you into a series of dealings. So by the time you come out, you become a new man. So if there are no people that is coming from your family as liars, that you have a tendency for greed in your heart. Meanwhile, God called you and said, "I will use you to finance the kingdom and send people as missionaries to many places." But you still have greed in your heart. Meanwhile, you are looking for one pastor to lay hands on and you are sowing, even sowing seed. And say, when I sow this seed now, something will break in my life and God will begin to use me. You have missed the point. The point is that you need to pass through death. That is where you will be fruitful. And until the greed in your heart dies, then the purposes of God will never find expression through your heart. I say my message is hard. I know it will be hard for people to receive it. But that's the truth. That is the point of fruitfulness. Castina, that's the point of fruitfulness. You must learn priesthood. Are you with me? So this is the eternal purpose of God. God is a king, but a certain season, according to the book of Ephesians, uh, he said he wanted to have a family. It was then that he became a father. Meanwhile, the identity of his offspring is first of all a spiritual reality. So when the scripture said in the book of Um Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 said, Let us make man in our image. That is to show you that whatever man became is already a reality. In God's realm. Are you with me? They just, they just brought that, that being into this manifest realm. It's just a copycat. You are just a copycat. They, they just brought you here. Are you getting the point now? And... The purpose of that man is let them have dominion. Meanwhile, for that man to be able to have dominion, he has to become a certain kind of man. He said what? Let us make man in our image. One and two. What? So imagine a man trying to achieve the purposes of God that has not cared to um, trace his alignments to the image and the likeness of God. That is an agenda in futility. Are you now getting the point? As a matter of fact, when you go to the book of Romans chapter 8, project it, let's see, um, verse 28. If you are fast, we can use it. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I... Go to 29. Okay. Are you seeing this scripture now? Watch. He said, "For whom he did foreknow." The question is, where did God know you? My sister, he said, "For whom he did foreknow." Have you heard the scripture in the book of Jeremiah? The scripture said, "Before you entered your mother's womb, I knew thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto nations." Not when you are in your mother's womb, before you enter. So there is a foreknowledge that God has of us. Are you now getting the point? That one that God knew is the one that we deliver our generation. The answer to the problems that is plaguing our nation and plaguing the world is tied to that one that God had foreknowledge about. Meanwhile, many things will happen. Before, before you come from that realm to this realm, many things have happened. And when you appear here, Part of the education that will be brought into and part of the things that will release the manifestation of the purpose that was in the heart of God. Even when you are a seed of eternity, is that you will learn the way of priesthood. It is when you begin to learn the word of priesthood, then you will gradually become the one that God saw. Now, this is the target of foreknowledge. Follow. He said, also did he predestinate to be what? To the image. So this is what this scripture means. It means that even before you appeared on the face of the earth, if it is true that God will fulfill the purpose that he has in your own dimension through your life, it can only be achieved to the degree that you have been conformed to the image. Meanwhile, this confirmation is something that came as a predestination. I mean, you don't have, any, you don't have choice. God has ordained that if any man will be able to accomplish his purposes upon the face of the earth, that the only way that he can even attempt to start is that he will be like this. So the scripture said that he might be the firstborn. So there is a man that was the firstborn. You are created in the image of somebody. Actually, Adam was created to measure up to the image of that person. I you not seen it? So when Adam defaulted, that one have to come in the flesh. When he came, we, we saw the eternal Christ manifest as man. And the scripture was telling us in the book of um, Philippians chapter 2, he was listening to us the, um, 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 the steps and requirements in priesthood. He said that that man suffered. He suffered. Even he was obedient, even to death, not just normal death, the death of the cross. It was then that the scripture said that God has highly worked, exalted him. It is from that exalted place that he began to exact dominion. Dominion is not from the ground, dominion is from up. So this man entered into a series of dealings and suffering that have the capacity to release the dimension of authority it takes for him to administrate his destiny. Meanwhile, the scripture called him in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he said that he is the firstborn. Say after me, firstborn. It means that he became like that. And he became like that in the way he became it. So that any other man that intends to fulfill his purpose in God doesn't need to look far. All you need to do is to find out how the one that did it first did it. And that is the only way you can do it. Are you not getting where we are going? Okay, we can now do one or two teachings in ten minutes. Then we pray. So, Genesis chapter 14. Verse 18. Okay, good. Now, the scripture said, remember, we are looking at priesthood and purposes. What is priesthood? Who can answer me, what is priesthood? No, sit down now. You are, uh, who can, what is priesthood? But you have read the Bible and the scripture said that your God has made um, us unto himself kings and priests. How many of you have read it? You have quoted it. You have even used it to... You know, some people quote the scripture to boast. Meanwhile, th- there is no reality in them. You, are, you have heard my story. Now, when I was doing your service, I prayed, prayed, appeared one night, and said, "I'm in, I'm now in charge of this territory." Now, as soon as I was saying it in the night, it, it, I was. It was this side. I was facing this side. A bee now appeared. And when he appeared, remember I've told you that before I went to your service, I've read my Bible many times. But when that being appeared, I forgot everything I know in the Bible. The only thing I remembered was Jesus is Lord. (laughs) Have you not noticed when you appear in the spirit, especially in your dream, and certain things are happening, at that juncture, the only thing you remember, in fact, you will forget many things. For some people too, physically they are, they are not so strong. I've seen there is a, a young lady I know. Physically she she's she slim like me. But, but she is very brutal. If you meet her in the spirit, she will eat you raw. But I've seen some people that are like this physically in the spirit. Small children that they are teaching in primary school will tell you, Teacher, I will show you in the night. Because that one is bogus in the flesh In the spirit is a baby. Let's go back to Genesis. He said, And Melchizedek, king of what? Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. Now, this place is so deep. (laughs) There is a song we used to sing now. Until I am drunk, until I am drunk. Look at it. They said wine. But what the scripture said here is bread and what? Say after me, bread and wine. If you take only wine, you are in trouble. So what I have noticed is that even in our generation, men that are pursuing God, they are only interested in wine. They just want drunkenness and, you know, power, everything is moving. They can't sit down in teachings like this. and They are lightweight in the spirit. Have you... Have you have you pumped a balloon and sent it up before the thing will be moving by the pressure that is in the air atmospheric pressure will be shifting it meanwhile if there is no wine you won't make pro- you won't lift you won't leave the ground so is the wine and bread meanwhile the scripture said that he is a king but he is also the priest of the most high come. is contradictory if you are looking at it from the standpoint of time and humanity are you with me normally a king is not the priest there is a king and another person will be the priest is it not true that is not how god functions in the eternal dimensions of god the king has the king has to be the priest as a matter of fact what it takes for the king to mature to what he to what his throne requires is priesthood now watch The target of this kind of ministry is that when men interact with the bread and wine, they will come into maturity. And it's only matured people that can execute God's plan. You see, um, you need to understand that the purpose, eternal purpose of God, as I said, is sonship. Sacrament is sonship. God was looking for sons. Remember where we read, he said that the firstborn, he's looking for sons. And for him to get sons, he got a son first. And then patterned other sons after that person. Meanwhile, when he was trying to achieve it in Adam, Adam was not able to get to the point. Because God's intent is that as he begins to interact with the tree of life, then maturity we enter into him. He was a full grown man naturally, but in the spirit he was still a babe. So God couldn't get a son in him. So the purpose of dominion through Adam was not achieved. Because God never got the kind of son that he needed. So he got that son in Christ. Are you with me? And began to pattern men after that firstborn. Meanwhile, God's intent is that through the process by which Jesus became the matured son. As a matter of fact, when the scripture was speaking in the book of Galatians chapter 2, that even though a man is a heir, but as long as he has not matured, he will stay on that government. Originally, that scripture is speaking about Jesus. He was under government for long, even the scripture testified that he was under his parents' government for many years until he became the man. And the scripture testified, "I said, this is my beloved son. And then Pilate came to a point as a representative of human government upon the face of the earth. He said, this the man it was then that jesus became the qualified and matured man that will be able to die for your sins and become a representation of a new race of men are you with me so if it is the pattern through which jesus was able to accomplish his purpose it will now become a pattern that he has set for us that every other person that wants to enter into his ordination and fulfill the purposes of god that was on his life that is on his life that, that, that man have to p- follow that pattern. Are you now seeing where we are, we are going? So this man, the priest of the most High, brought bread and wine. Now let's check the next verse. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be the Most High God which delivered thine enemies into thy hand and he gave him tithes of all. The question is this. Who is this Melchizedek? Who is Melchizedek? We need to know. Because he brought on the scene what we have never seen before. I have heard men say many things. They, they speak about the law. They speak about the priesthood of Aaron. They don't understand these things. Hmm? The eternal priesthood came on earth before Aaronic priesthood came. Faith was on earth before law came. Are you getting the point? So, it is. How many of you have heard people say that tithe is the law and you believed it? Raise your hand. This is the first place that tithe was mentioned. And the man that gave it, gave it by faith. You're not seeing the point. As a matter of fact, according to the book of Hebrews, when the law, the law itself offers tithes in faith. So faith is the first. And the eternal priesthood is the first. Before the Aaronic priesthood, I don't have time to analyze to you the Aaronic priesthood. But let's let's see Melchizedek. Because it seems as if the pattern of priesthood that he set. Is the one that is already in heavens. Something happened and they brought all kinds of priesthood. But if it is true that we achieve God's agenda, we have to understand once again this Melchizedek order. So who is Melchizedek? What is his order? Uh, let's do another scripture. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. Hebrews 7, verse 1. Maybe you need to write it down. And Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. Now he said, "For this Melchizedek, king of what? Priest of what? Who made Abraham returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him?" Verse two. Verse two. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, being first being by interpretation king of righteousness, after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. <laughs> eh, there is only one person that I know that have this name. But I don't let's use the Bible to interpret. So the next one, verse 3, is where we are stopping. Now look at look at stay here, stay here. Stay here. Increase the volume small. God bless you. Hi. I just felt a ventilation in my <laughs> Man, has, has, You see, I'm not laboring. You know, people say they labor for Christ. It's not, our labor is not like that. By the Spirit, I have to enjoy what I'm doing. If not, I will be weary. If not, because of people, one day I will give up. No, I get my inspiration from outside. My river is inside. So we have gone to places where people stood on the fence and they were yabbing us. We continue preaching the gospel. Because our motivation is inside. Let me stop. Now, he said... Ah, no. Verse 3. Now, look at it. This is the qualification of this man that is God making He said, without what? Uh Uh-uh. Without what? And then, without mother. Without... Decent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made thy like unto the Son of God. It was Jesus that came. Melchizedek is a similitude of the Christ, the eternal Son of God. So when For he appeared that place, it was to the Son of God that Abraham offered his tithe. So when Abraham, when Jesus came and made those Jews, he said, before Abraham I was, they don't understand. (laughs) No, 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 wait, wait. We are, we are, (laughs) we are, we are are looking at something. He said, his priesthood abided continually. It is from this place that we began to understand. There is a pattern that is eternal in scope. Priesthood is not earthly, it's not time, it's eternal. So a man came from eternity and began to show us the pattern of priesthood. It was then that we realized that the plans and purposes of God will never be actualized until men learn priesthood. You don't know how to pray, you can't fast, you don't know obedience. God can tell you to do something and you do it. And then you say you want to do something for God. What are you doing for God's sake? What do you think you are doing for God? There is an order that is set. And every man that will be correct, we have to find that path. This is an eternal pursuit. I want you to show me um, 620. Hebrews 620. So that I will balance this. There is a place I'm going. I, I don't know if we get there. Imagine. God will okay. help us. He said that the forerunner is entered. Are you with me? So that we confirm. Look at it. We that the forerunner is for us entered even who? Made and high priest forever. After what? <laughs> Actually, you can sit down. Actually, the book of Hebrews is a book of priesthood. If you want to understand priesthood, you either read Leviticus. But if you want to see it from New Covenant and New Testament perspective, you have to read the book of Hebrews. As a matter of fact, the book of Hebrews is just an attempt to compare two priesthood. The priesthood of the law. The priesthood of Aaron. And the priesthood of faith. And the priesthood of Melchizedek. Are you with me now? It is a comparison of two priesthoods, their strength and their weaknesses. You see, so, from what I wrote here, he said, Melchizedek is a priesthood by faith, and Moses is a priesthood by the law. So, when the book of Hebrews began to teach us, reduce a little, he began to teach us, we began to see that every single thing that Moses was doing is just a representation, a shadow of heavenly substance. Are you with me? I'm about to show you a mystery now. If you open to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I think verse 45 shows. Maybe start from verse 44. You will now understand your inclusion in God's plan. You will now understand your inclusion in God's agenda. Huh? Now, when God operated by an eternal priesthood, his intent is that whatever he did will transcend time. Because if he used any other priesthood except that eternal priesthood, then his work will never be eternal. That is why the scripture testified after this man went on the basis of this priesthood, he said that the salvation we received is eternal salvation. Is eternal in the um, sense that even when you die, the salvation is still powerful. The impact of it will follow you even after your death. It is not something that God can save you, um, and then maybe when you die, then the whole thing stopped. when you are alive. When you die, it becomes... No, it's, it's something that... Trans- as many generations as we come after us, that salvation is eternal in scope. And the reason why it was eternal is because of the one that authored it. The scripture called him the author of eternal salvation this is his high priesthood the scripture said that that is a priesthood after the eternal order meanwhile meanwhile are you with me meanwhile he was a man when he appeared upon the face of the earth and there is a certain kind of life that he lived to manifest to us and show us what he meant by the same priesthood that is what is expected of you now if you by your understanding of the fact that there is a purpose that god has given you intend to fulfill it then you, will be, you need to learn priesthood. Because it is through priesthood that he was able to achieve his own agenda. How do you want to fulfill it? How do you want to fulfill God's plan upon the face of the earth? When God said that, let us make man in our image, and it is that kind of man that have what it takes for, to fulfill his agenda of dominion. So, he is not telling you that what it takes to become that kind of man is priesthood. That the eternal man became that kind of person by priesthood. Show us, show us. Okay, he said, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Next verse, quickly. quickly. And so it is written, the first follow. Are you with me? I'm sure you, you are not aware that this place is in the Bible. I will show you. Hmm? He said, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made what? What does it mean? For somebody or something to be a living soul? What does it mean to be a living soul? Answer whatever you want. Huh? Huh? Mortal. The answer is actually very simple. What does it mean to be a living soul? Huh? (sighs) Antonio Bueli, what does it mean to be a living soul? No, sit down now. Let me tell you what it means. It simply means that you are living from your soul. Simple. A living soul is somebody that lives from his soul. That means this place is trying to tell you that there are different places that somebody can live from. The new creature in Christ Jesus doesn't live from his soul. It is only Adam that lived from his soul, and there, there was a consequence. Are you with me? The new creature lives from his spirit. self his spirit. And the last Adam was made a life-giving spirit, a quickening spirit. Anyway, that's not my point. The next verse. The next verse. How be it? That was not first, which which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The next verse. The first man, this is where I'm going. The first man is of the earth. Thirty. The second man is what? I didn't hear you. The second man is what? Let me even ask. Who is the first man? From what we are reading now is the second man to be correct call him christ jesus if you say jesus we understand but if you want to be very correct call him what christ jesus because when you now add the christ it represents the eternal dimension of what we are saying now he said love from heaven the next verse as is the 80 such are they that are 80. are you getting the point There is the 80, and there are they that are 80. Are you getting the point? As is 80, such are they also that are what? So the one that is 80 raised a generation of 80 men. (laughs) And as is the heavenly, such are they that. Such are they also that are what? So there are two. How many men? Have we seen upon the face of this earth? How many men? Yeah? You are wrong. How many men have we seen on this earth? You are correct. Let's clap for her. There are only two men that have walked this earth. One is Adam. Two is Christ. One is Earth. second one is heavenly. So there is the earth man or earthly man, and there is the heavenly man. My key word here is the heavenly man. Write down that word, the heavenly man. Write it down. The heavenly man, the heavenly man. Write it down. The heavenly man. So for the first time, <laughs> for the first time in the history of man, we got a man that is heavenly. Are you getting the point? You are not you don't even know the implication. The agenda of God upon the face of the earth can only be lived by the civilization that is heavenly, the resources is heavenly, the teachings, the faculty is heavenly. But man upon the face of the earth cannot enter into it. No matter how much you try as a as earthly man, you can't enter into it. So a Please. man has to stand and then he enters into that ordination, a man. And when he finished, the scripture called that kind of man. What was his name? What is the name of this new man? The heavenly man. The heavenly man. Now, just as the earthly man raised another, and men followed, the heavenly man also what? Raised another. And any man that is now in Christ Jesus is what? A new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Behold, we are now a new race of man. The implication of that is that anything that owes, anything that is given to the old man is not part of you. How many of you, you, they told you that this is how they do it in your village? Meanwhile, you are born again. You don't understand your new nature. If you understand your new nature, there are many things you can't do now. It is not because of It's not because they told you, no, no, no. It's because you realize the new nature. The oppression of an average believer that is born again is still from the earthly man. And living from the standpoint of the earthly man, you will never fulfill the agenda that is heavenly. Are you not seeing our challenge? The agenda of God is heavenly. And he knows that the only way to achieve it is to bring a man heavenly and purposes and resources heavenly. That is why Christ came and did it the way he did it. So that we will now follow him. So, but we entered into Christ. And he's still using the resources that is earthly. How do you think we achieve that kind of project? Even when we now understood this priesthood. We now started doing a runic priesthood. The priesthood that, that we end on this earth. So when you tell men to pray. The summary of their prayer is God. Give me car. Give me house. Give me shoe. That's a summary of your prayer. As good as those things, will any of them follow you out of this earth? Then it's earthly. Follow me, follow me. Are you following me? So how do you judge a priesthood that is heavenly? How do you judge an engagement that is heavenly? That is able to fulfill God's purpose? You will have to look at the fruits and the things that support that program. Are you not getting my point now? If the result you are going to get from your prayer will only end on this earth. What kind of priest are you? Huh? Are you not seeing it? But if your engagement and the things you intend to achieve by that engagement can only be known and measured from the standpoint of heaven, it is eternal in scope, then you have understood what is the Melchizedek order. Are you not getting the point? And it is that order that has been ordained by God to achieve his eternal purpose. Remember that this man, Melchizedek, is an eternal priest The scripture said that he operated by a a factor of the endless life. It is an eternal life. And he brought men, when we are reading, we found out that that is after the um, pattern that Jesus was made. And we, we are brought into that pattern when we expressed our faith in Christ. Eh? The implication of that is, if at all we we are going to achieve any purpose that is in God, which fundamentally is eternal. We have to subscribe to an eternal priesthood. How can a man try to achieve something that is eternal using instrument that is earthly? What do you think will be the result? That is our problem in the body of Christ. We are doing many things. Activities are going on. Things are happening. But men are not subscribing to the rule the Spirit. Swallow your pride tonight. Come to the school of the Spirit. Don't you know in a sense is the key to eternal life. Wait, 1st don't join me yet. A little here yeah, and a little there until the day we done He's our work me. Bring in everything in obedience to Christ. You have not gotten me.
0: Swallow your
1: pride tonight. Come to the school of the Spirit. You have not gotten me. You have not gotten me. This is not the key. 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 Who knows the key? Oh, Jesus, help me. Go and play for me now. do be you play for me for money. I want us to pray in the next few
0: minutes.
1: Just pray it softly. Because we have missed that moment. Let's hope that God will bring the moment. But let's, let's trust God for mercy. We are not strong people. Oh. It's when the wind of the spirit blows, we follow it. Find alignment. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Now, I need to show you that there are two standpoints from which you will be able to feel... Are you with me? If you are with me, say Amen. It's not everybody that said Amen. If you are with me, say Amen. Amen. There are two vantages from which a man will be able to view the high priestly ministry of this man. That is Melchizedek. Eh? which is also the Christ. There are two vantages. The first vantage is from the redemptive purposes of God. Follow me. Number one is what? Redemptive purposes. Redemptive purposes. Are you there? Are you there? If you are to say amen. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17. Number one is what? Redemptive purposes. The scripture said here, Wherefore in all things it behoved him, To be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to what? For what purpose? Read. I'm not hearing you read. All of us, let's read together. So, the first advantage from which we will view. The priesthood of Melchizedek is from the redemptive dimension. That means man have sinned. And the purposes that was locked up in the heart of God was truncated. It was not possible for man to achieve the dominion mandate from that standpoint that, that he is now fallen. A man that is in sin, that have not recognized Jesus as his Lord and Savior, lacks the capacity to fulfill the agenda of God. The first point of the, of, of the priestly ministry of Melchizedek has to be ministered to that man. And the scripture said that it is important that he's made like unto his brethren. So that he will receive the capacity, what it takes for him to die for man. You see this man is eternal in scope. And the scripture speaking about this kind of man, he said that he reincarnated, he was born of the spirit. The scripture was speaking. The angel appeared to Mary said that you shall be pregnant and what you are pregnant with, with, with will be called the holy thing and the woman asked him how shall these things be he said that the spirit of god will come upon you and what you are pregnant with it will be a holy thing and when jesus came upon the face of the earth he has to become like us so that he will reconcile us to the father there is an agenda that is in the heart of god but when man fell The agenda of God have to be passed until there is a reconciliation man was dealing with God as an outsider, we dealt with him from the outer court and the only things that he's able to minister towards us is the things that are in the outer court so he's still looking for a time that man will be brought in for a time that man will be reconciled, the father is crying whom shall we send and who we go to for us and Jesus said here I am send me and this scripture is trying to tell us that the first point of God for this man that is a high priest is that he entered once for us into the holiest of all and he presented his blood wherewith he died, he suffered and died. Even when we want to die for ourselves, we cannot die for ourselves because we have partaken of the sins of Adam. We need a man that is without sin, without blameless. The scripture says that he is without sin, yet was put upon him the sin of the world. He carried the sin of his people and then he died and when we checked we saw that the man died that died is a righteous man and even dead could not hold him captive it was with his blood that he now entered into the heavenly holy of holies and he said I know that they said you are a sinner you are a thief they said in your generation that everybody they, they have been killing people that you need to pay for what your generation did but Jesus carried blood and he entered and said, "From today, Venga is free, and there is nothing Satan can do about it." The high priest, no matter the sin, even before, from the time of Adam to the time that Jesus will return the second time, the blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary is enough to atone for that sin. The extent of the atonement is so much that there is no sin bigger than it he said once in the end of the time he entered into the heavenly holy of holies and he made atonement for our sin so a man can stand righteous before god a man can stand blameless not because of himself but because of what jesus did the atoning sacrifice upon the cross was such such a work such a work Perfect, such a work complete uh, that the scripture says there is no other price that need to be paid for man to be saved except that which Jesus has done and any man that believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth will receive salvation so he will be dragged from hell into the heavens of God and his operating realm and system will be Christ and heaven are you born again? you are delivered from sin you are delivered from the implication of sin Pira <laughs> Barahaka, So great a redemption. So great. So great. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound to say, a rash like me. Tabahatai. I was was lost,
0: but now i found. Was
1: blind, but
0: now
1: I see. Do I have believers that are blood washed here? Let's sing it together as a pledge. Amen. Sing, grace, how sweet. There's a
0: touching courage like me. Oh, my God. I was born. Broad now. I'm far. But now. You can't save yourself, he saved you. I may sing How sweet The sound The scent I love Like me I love For Out from your power
1: let's sing it one more time with the top of your voice I've
0: been singing how sweet the song that saved the rest like it.
1: salvation. He saved us from sin, from poverty, from sickness, from death, from affliction. He saved us from demons, from causes that is running in our generation. The man in Christ is not under a curse. Listen to me. You're this song as a prayer. Amen. Sing grace. sweet. Yes, sir. Uh, the sound of deliverance. From sin. From Satan. Right. Even from self. Amen.
0: I was loved, but now I see you.
1: Let's tie this thing you know, up in the next five minutes. You come beside. See, let me tell you, which is a This is what every believer must know. This revelation have to enter deep into your heart, because Satan is certain, certain we come to steal it away from you. Sometimes we plague you with guilt. For some people, they will see the things that God wants to do with their life. They say, Me, I'm not qualified. I know what I've done. Is it me that is still doing masturbation? People will be telling you, because they will see the way you are doing. They won't know that you are suffering inside. And Satan will even join. He will come and tell you, Hmm, look at you. If others are talking, you are the one talking. Let me tell you. Jesus saved us from sin, And from the power of sin. He did not just save you from the sins. He didn't just save you. He saved you from the nature. He saved you from the power. So that even when the nature is taken away and the power of sin is still trying to oppress you. And then addiction is holding you. You are speaking in tongues. He refused to leave. Today, the cross. Your eyes will open and you will see the cross. That is where that addiction was named. Satan is trying to give you what is not your own. You are going to tell him, I'm not the one who, this one is not my own. For some people, the kind of life that they lived before, God will be telling them, I want to use you. Satan will tell them, God can use somebody like you. As you are now. If they are talking about people God will use, even you will come out. That lie is from the pit of hell. Do you know God used a donkey? How much more you that is created in his image? Yeah. Listen to me. Jesus have died and you are declared righteous when you express your faith in him. Any other thing that Satan is saying is a lie, don't believe it. You are going to tell Satan I don't believe what you are saying. All these things you are doing, you are lying to me. All your lies that I believed for long, today I no more believe it. What creates salvation? That is why, when you reject this kind of salvation, there is no other thing God can do for you. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why NCCF has you rather We hit the interiors. Something must, people can't die. With, they, we can't allow them to die. Without knowing Christ. Do you know what it is? Do you know why we preach the gospel? Imagine somebody dying without knowing this thing that you know. Without having this thing that you have.
0: Oh.
1: Ah. God will not require the blood of this generation in our hands. We will spend and will be spent. That's why some of us are here. Do you know how far we are coming from and the things that we left? But for the sake of souls and men that God will use to rescue the kingdom, there is no price that is too high for us to pay. God will begin to quicken us, continue to quicken, quicken us, and give us grace. In Jesus' name. Let me strike one point. Let me look for prayer point. Reduce a little. Let me look for prayer
0: point.
1: You can be seated. The second vantage to see the eternal priesthood of Melchizedek is from the standpoint of God's eternal purposes. After me, eternal purposes. So the first one is what? Redemptive. The redemptive purposes of God. The second one is what? Let me explain to you because somebody will be asking what, what is these things now? I said the first one is redemptive. The second one is let me show you something. Do you see the way I'm spreading my legs now? Let's assume that this is the beginning and this is the end. And I am God. Eh? So when we say God is the Alpha and Omega, it doesn't mean he, be, he is the beginning. No, it means that as He's looking, He's seeing the end from the beginning. So is actually outside of time. Are you not getting the scope? So you will understand what... I'm showing you what is redemption. So inside time, man began small and then sinned. So it's like somebody that is moving on an express road and then suddenly a very big gulf that cannot be passed was dug, And there is no way that we can achieve the end of God's purpose which is moving from one end of the road to the other end of the road. Without doing something about that gulf. Are you not seeing it? So when man sin, sin produced the gulf. So this is where the redemptive purpose kicked in. The redemptive purpose is supposed to, for every man that has esp- expressed faith in Christ Jesus, his own gulf has been filled up. Are you not seeing the point? So he can now continue on the path of achieving the original agenda that was in the heart of God. Which is the eternal purposes? Are you not seeing it? This is it. From here to here is God's eternal purpose. In the middle, man sinned. So we have to do something about this sin. So that man will now be equipped now to continue in his adventure of fulfilling the eternal purposes of God. So the redemptive purposes came in place. So that it will restore us back to the original state where we will be so that we'll be able to achieve the original agenda. Sin truncated the capacity that man had to fulfill God's original agenda. So redemption came to restore us back. So when a man is restored, and you are born again, how many of you? How many of you, if you have attended a a crusade that is organized by Renagonki, raise your hand in your life, raise your hand. There is a booklet they used to give, did they give you what was written on it? So I want you to ask your neighbor now that you are saved. What next? Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Now that you are saved, what next? What did your neighbor answer? An average believer doesn't know the answer. Now that you are saved, what next? What is the answer he gave you? Huh? Huh? Not a yes. Oh, guy, okay, you need to answer. What's the answer she gave you? <laughs> she said he is to marry. Now that she said... <laughs> see, see, the Lord will give you a husband in Jesus' name. Actually, we saw... Actually, just because of this thing you said... We saw many marriages. And we saw family issues handled. But we get to that. I don't know. Maybe God needed me not to forget. That's why you said this. So he's included in the agenda. Uh, Why are other damsels doing as if they don't want to marry? If you're a damsel and you want to marry, say amen to this prayer. now. Some people will still say amen. And then 10 years later, they will meet me and say pray for me, pray for me meanwhile you miss your time there are some things I I, I, I don't want to be a pastor now because there are some things I would have taught you sometimes when they say they pray this kind of prayer and some people say amen some guys are watching to know who who is the people ready for marriage you are not ready, they remove their eye you are doing like this, you are not ready they remove their eye So, when you say Amen, your answer can be around the corner. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) 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 This one they sweet you like this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Let me show you a little about the eternal purposes of God. That is tied down to priesthood. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Are you with me? If you are with me, say Amen. He see, said, seeing then that we have a great high priest. Actually, when the scripture says something is great, he actually great. It's not what you think that the scripture means by greater. This thing is actually great. He said, That is passed into what? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, wait. If your Bible is your own, do you have a Bible? You don't have a Bible. Hey. Where is your Bible? Huh? Your phone? Your phone? Where is your phone? You can be seated. Where is your and you are you guys are sitting in my front? Where is your phone? Your Bible. Where is your phone? Your Bible. I'll see your own. Jesus. Now I know you now have Bible, but if your Bible is your own, if it's not your own, don't touch it. But if it's your own, see that word, high priest. Great high priest underline it. We are we are about to pray. Follow me now. This after this thing now we'll pray so that you see the reason why you should pray. What's your name? Huh? Great man. Uh-uh. And we are saying great high priest. Great man and great high priest. You will be great. He said that is past. Into the heavens. If your Bible is your own, underline the heavens. The heavens. Are you, are you seeing where we are going? Remember we looked into the redemptive purposes of this high priest. And from what we unearthed, his program of redemption, most of them is upon the face of the earth. As a matter of fact, he went to hell self. But when he was through with redemption and those work he did, Of which included in it is the death upon the cross of Calvary. You know now. He now said that the same high priest, when he has finished with the redemptive purposes, now what? Passed. Where? Into the heavens. He finished redemption and then passed into the heavens. So what is he now doing in heavens? Are you getting the point? He is still a high priest. He finished the redemptive purposes that happened upon the face of the earth, And we are saved and everything. He now passed into the heavens. That was why I asked you the question. Now that you are saved, what next? Because the redemptive purposes is what brought your salvation. Is it not true? Now that you are saved, then what? You should relax. It is because of this thing that many people every day... (laughs) I'm not saying it's not good. But they will be telling... All you hear about is... Uh, how not to miss heaven or miss heaven and all that? A man that is busy achieving his purpose in God is not too interested in missing heaven or not missing heaven. That is actually the truth. His idleness, idleness. You don't have anything doing. You are, you are always on Facebook, looking for new, looking all kinds of things, praying, thing and all that. You don't even know how you lived your day, your week. So when you come on Sunday, you are afraid that you don't know how you lived your week. You are busy asking God, forgive me or wash me with your blood, all my sin, of lying, of what? But if you are on the field and you are doing pursuit, accomplishing, partnering Jesus, in fulfilling his agenda upon the face of the earth, that is not the man that will die. In the kingdom, the men that are on the forefront, they don't die. The people that we lose are the people that are at the back. Because they won't know what is happening. Now that you are saved, there is another purpose that is beyond the redemptive purpose. It is called what? The eternal purpose. You see it? You don't have Bible, and you don't have Jota. You are a magician, no?
0: How many of you have read the
1: Bible? And God will be speaking to prophets. And as He's speaking to those prophets, they are writing it down. That means the prophet came with Jota. Because he knows that God will speak. Do you know why you didn't come with Jota? You didn't expect God to speak. Because if you expected God to speak, you would have come with something to write it down. There is no prophet that God was speaking to. And the prophet said, "Eh, Wait for me, sir. Wait for me. Let me go and get my Jota. You are a foolish person. You are very unserious. Oh, so you have it. The Lord will help us. Now listen to me. He said... Has passed into the heaven. Jesus who? The son of God. Let us now hold fast. Our profession. So this scripture is trying to tell us. That there is a heavenly ministry. That Christ the high priest has. Are you with me? So. Jesus had two kinds of ministry. The first one is the earthly ministry. That ended up in redemption. Are you with me? But after his early ministry, the scripture now said he passed into the heavens. And then work continued. And the heavenly ministry continued. As a matter of fact, there are about seven heavenly ministries of the Christ. Should I show you? Do we have time? My timer has finished. Huh? Okay, my timer has finished. Okay, let me show you. Maybe... Let me show you one or two. Acts chapter 2 verse 29. Acts chapter 2 verse 29. 29 to 35. Okay. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch, David, that he is both Dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to what seat on his throne. He seen this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did see corruption. The next verse. This Jesus had God raised up whereof we are all we all are what? Witnesses. This is post resurrectional Therefore being by the right hand of God exalted. Are you He is now in the right hand of God exalted. So any other thing you are hearing after now? Is something that is happening from that place. And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this which ye now see and hear. The next verse. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said unto himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, What? Ah. The next one. Until I make thy foes thy footstool, too. One of the extended ministries of the Christ is warfare. Yes. Actually, that was what I was trying to teach you when I spoke about the heavenly man. The heavenly man is in heaven, but his body is on the earth. And the church of Jesus Christ is that his body. That was why the scripture was speaking in the book of Ephesians. He said, That God will show his manifold wisdom to the principalities and powers. Is it not true? There are men that fought God. And God insisted that after this season, he will begin to fight and show them. That was why at the end of the book of Ephesians, the scripture said, Having done all to stand, stand therefore, with your law is given. That was when we found out that everything that was written up until then is just a preparation for warfare. In fact, you cannot do warfare as a believer if you have not realized the fact that you are seated with Jesus. Satan is only afraid of you because you are seated with Jesus. Because that is the place of the highest authority. It is from there, according to the book of Ephesians, that all principalities and power are subdued. Are you not getting it? So this this is the first ministry of the heavenly Christ. Meanwhile, that thing can only be achieved. The heavenly man is in heaven. Meanwhile, his body that is on the earth are the foot soldiers with which he will now subdue and do that warfare. That was why he said that his body, the church, is the one that God will use to show the principalities and powers. This manifold dimension of his wisdom. Huh? Do you know there is a scripture we need to look into? You know, in the scripture, reduce, 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 reduce. In the scripture, there is what we call source code. self term is source code. How many of you have done programming? You have done programming? Raise your hand now. Uh-huh. You know what is source code now? So this is what is source code. Source code means that many of the things you see in the New Testament has its origin somewhere. For example, if you have read the scripture, you will know that this is not the first place this particular scripture is written. Is it not true? Let's open to the book of Psalm chapter 110. Psalm chapter 110. Let's go to the source code. And then we pray. If you are there say amen. The Lord said unto my Lord sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. too quickly. The Lord shall send forth the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. What is the rod of God's strength? See from here one of the second ministers of the heavenly Christ is government. So that is why the Holy Ghost was actually shed forth. The Holy Ghost was shed forth so that he will bring government upon the face of the earth. He said that he will send forth the rod of his strength. From where? Zion. And the rod of his strength. How many of you see where we were coming from? I read the book of Acts. And the one that was testifying in Acts said that the proof that Jesus was seated and this thing is happening is the Holy Ghost that you have now seen that was what? Shed forth. So the Holy Ghost is the rod of his strength that was sent from Zion. And the implication of that rod that is sent from Zion coming upon a sphere, a man, the church is that government and capacity to rule will come upon them. You reign us and zion's king cry out kadosh you are mighty on your throne break forth, spirit of the deep cry out kadosh you are mighty on your throne you read You and zion's king cry out kadosh You are mighty on your throne. The scripture said, Rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Wait, the scripture is trying to tell you here that the man that has touched the Holy Ghost, give me follow, give me follow. That the man that has touched the Holy Ghost, that the reason why the spirit was sent from Zion is a man who rule. That is the message of the Holy Ghost
0: the Holy Ghost came upon men with the mandate of government and rulership. So anywhere they appear and the government of God has not found expression
1: in that place they will stay
0: and say where is the road of Zion? There is a reason why the road of God left Zion. It is that you will rule. You will bring the government of God in your family. Bring the government of God in Castina." government
1: of God in your sphere. Listen to me. Listen. Listen. So see, the reason why the rope came from Zion is that man will rule. Because we have found out that he takes something to rule jesus told his disciples he said carry here in jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high are you hearing me in fact he told them don't step out don't do anything until you are endued when that represents authority and power comes upon a man then he begins to rule as a different being the things that stopped you before we now see you and fall to the ground because something came upon your life when Peter appeared after the day of Pentecost he began to speak and talk to those men he said you are the one that killed Jesus the same one that a small dancer told him are you not part of him? he denied him but a time came when the spirit came he became another man he became a brutal man a ferocious man I say you don't know yourself until the Lord comes upon you from Zion and the mandate of the rod. Is to rule, rule that in the midst of your enemies. I need you to cry out in the next three minutes. Ask God, where is the rod with which shall we rule? There is a mandate that God gave to you. You need your rod. Moses was busy complaining to God. He said, What are we going to do to this race? God asked him, What is in your heart? What
0: is in your heart? Satya Baratake! we will bring God bless in this end time man that the Holy Ghost have come upon man that God has man that God has a fruit give me the symbol Hey! hey <laughs> 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 you're, you're says, you are my Jesus. <laughs> I you are. You are You are the Cry, cry, cry! You're, 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 God, you You're, you 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 Tu es un homme qui est un homme qui est un homme qui est un homme You are, you are, you are, Find a number. Find a number, to Ebeniza ai, 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 ai. Ebeniza The Prima Ministry The Prima Ministry The Prima I will not-